Let's get ourselves ready to play. Let's get the body ready. Get your energy ready. Get your mind ready. Get your breath ready. We've done a good job playing this game called Unenlightened State. played it so well we became convinced that our nature is to experience only pain, dissatisfaction, spontaneously acting out of trauma. Making ourselves convinced that we're not worthy to be loved, we're not worthy to have abundance, whether that, whether that abundance is energy, love, material resources. We play that game well. Now let's play the game of divesting ourselves of these temporary identities, the game called purification, and play it just as well as you did, as you do when you're playing being a samsaric being. Be as convinced about it as you are, about as you are convinced that you are a doctor, a carpenter, that you are someone who's not worthy of love. Play it just as well, as convincing. So let's get ourselves ready to play nicely. Set your motivation. Make this moment as meaningful as you can. Get into the attitude of allowing. Sense the intelligence of the body arising, being felt, manifesting. It tells you if the legs are properly placed, if you need to make any corrections, if your hands are properly <coughs> placed, if you need to make any corrections with the back, with the shoulders, with the head and neck, within the attitude of allowing, when the intelligence of the body communicates to you, Follow the instructions. Make yourself comfortable. Allow the body to have a sense of stillness within the comfort, stability. Allow the earth, the ground to support you. Feel being supported. 
being held. Allow space to help you keep your body upright. And in that allowing, begin to experience the body, the breath, and the mind entering into that dance stillness. <coughs> One of them takes the lead. You experience it somewhere, either in the breath, or the body, or the mind, and the others step in and follow. Stay in that attitude of <coughs> allowing. consciously aware of the level of serenity that you're experiencing right now <coughs> in this very moment. Go to your body as a whole and feel the level of serenity that is present. Now go to the breath and feel the level that is present there. Definitely, there is some measure of that also in the mind. Whatever measure of serenity, stillness, wherever you are in the dance, be aware of it. Now let's participate. Let the exhalations take you deeper into serenity. Let the inhalations be a place of resting and staying aware of whatever depth that you have reached. Extend the inhalation, extend the exhalations, gently, comfortably. With each out-breath, feel the body going deeper into that stillness. And let the mind ride that stillness. And before you breathe in, feel whatever measure of stillness there is. And just stay aware of it as you breathe in. Breathe in in such a way that you don't 
take yourself too much out of whatever experience of stillness there is. the lungs as much as possible, feeling the chest rising, feeling the shoulders rising. Take a brief moment to know that you're about to experience a deepening of stillness as you breathe out. Feel it, let it happen, feel it in the body, let the mind experience it. Then try to stay aware of whatever measure of stillness that you have reached while you breathe in nicely, gently, staying aware of that measure <coughs> of stillness. And with the next exhalation, let the body go, feel the collapsing into more stillness. Yourself, breathing in as deeply as comfortably as possible breathing out as much as you can as gently as you can riding each exhalation to a new depth of stillness staying aware of that depth of stillness as you breathe in
continuing the attitude and let the breath return to its uncontrolled, regular rhythm. Continuing the out-breath journey deeper into the stillness. Continuing the resting into that stillness with the inhalation. Bring your attention to the level of clarity that is present, the level of radiance that is present. Whatever pleasant experience there is, bring your attention to it. In the body, the breath, as well as the mind. Within that very space, within whatever measure of serenity, stillness that you're experiencing, let your mind move in such a way that the very movement of your mind becomes like the exhalation, taking you deeper into that stillness. Bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows. Invite or sense the presence of your infallible guide, the means through which you will without a doubt fulfill the objective of your aspiration. appearing in that space in a luminous, radiant form. It could be just light, a simple form, or an elaborate form. Understanding that this very presence will help you fulfill your objective, express a sense of reverence and deep respect, and that the very expression of that reverence, that respect, 
Let it be like the out-breath, taking you deeper into that stillness. Express trust. Let the very expression of that trust take you deeper. Express gratitude. go deeper, take that presence from the space in front of you to the crown of your head. When you feel the tingling sensation transferred to the crown of your head, consider that tingling sensation, that warmth, to be a sign of the presence now above your head. yourself to be bathed with the radiance emanating from that presence. Let it strengthen your resolve, your confidence. Let it wash away your doubts. from the crown of your head into your heart. Feel the collapsing, the deepening of the stillness as it approaches the heart. And once there, allow it to take you deeper Call your motivation.
ready for the break. First, sense the measure of stillness that is present. Now make the decision to come out. First be present in the breath. Then be present in the body. Then be present in your immediate surroundings. We didn't set it up, but did anyone bring pictures? Oh. Okay, so that's why we didn't set it up. <laughs> uh, I guess we have to make it a special kind of thing. I mean, tonight is kind of special, actually. Tonight is uh, Eve of uh, Sakadawa. Sakadawa, you know what that is? The day the Buddha became a yeah, that's one of like, uh, the biggest holiday in, uh, in Tibetan Buddhism. And because in uh, Tibet they follow the lunar calendar, that's why it doesn't always come in at the same time as uh, Theravadins who follow the solar calendar. Okay. So the 15th day of the fourth month in the Tibetan uh, calendar is the day that is said to be the day when the Buddha was uh, born, the day he, the same day he was achieved enlightenment, and the same day also he uh, achieved uh, Parinirvana. Parinirvana is the very, very, very respectful way of saying he passed away. But it, because he doesn't do the, he doesn't play death the way we do. <laughs> Now, it wasn't that on the same day he born, died, and then that was it. <laughs> but on the same date he was born, and on the same date he happened to be enlightened later on, and on the same date he happened to be uh, reach, uh, pass away. Okay. And some very strange things happening in the sky also. Like Mars is visiting us, and the moon and the Mars having a dance up there. <laughs> There's going to be a, a, an alignment. So, I mean, I don't know much about those kinds of things in terms of what they mean, but it's a special show <laughs> if you're able to see it. So it's kind of special. So it's a good day to uh, do exactly the meditation that we plan to do. <laughs> We're going to continue with the Vajrasadva, which is uh, pure being. And we are going to uh, 
recite the mantra, this time on behalf of someone that we uh, feel is in <coughs> great need of it. Okay. But it's not going to be just you reciting it for, for this person. It's, you have to consider everyone here and even all of New York City is participating and they're reciting the mantra along with you <coughs> on behalf of this person. Okay. And sometimes people feel the they feel more inclined to get into it because of earlier trainings where you were thought that if you uh, ask for anything for yourself somehow you're something's wrong with you. And even later on, and that that's why we create this cause this sort of kind of dysfunction towards having where when opportunity comes for us to have, we sabotage ourselves because somehow we think that we're not supposed to do it, some, something wrong with it, with having. Uh, I have to tell you, as a, if you're all planning to be bodhisattvas, if you're not bodhisattvas, you better have a lot <laughs> because you have to give a lot. And how, would, how are you going to give a lot if you, have, if you don't have much to give? And it's not just having a lot in terms of uh, material things. You have to be able to give everything. Your knowledge. If you don't gain knowledge, how are you going to give it? And if you don't have a sense of safety, a sense of being uh, a security, how are you going to give safety and protection? And if you don't have material resources, how are you going to give that away? Because sentient beings are going to, be, are going to need everything. And they, especially they're going to need love if you don't have love for yourself, in abundant, healthy love for yourself, how are you going to give it to someone else? Okay. So all these things we have to collect. We have to. That's why it's called the two collections: collection of wisdom and collection of merit. Okay. And the reason for collecting merit and for for collecting wisdom is not for yourself, as bodhisattvas. It's to give away. So, we have to begin to let go of this dysfunctional relationship that we have with having. Whether we think we're not worthy of having love, of love is not for me, and when someone is, when you're being showered, or when the opportunity to be loved comes, you, you, you do something to stay away from it, to, sh to turn it away from you. Or if you think that somehow there's some sort of evil connected to having material abundance, when the opportunity comes, you do something to sabotage it because somehow you think it's the normal, noble thing to do, to be completely lacking of things. Okay. Of course, because of our dysfunctional relationship with having, we had to go to a training of uh, uh, experiencing lacking so that we can be free of the dysfunctional way of that happens when we have. But that time is over. Then you have to go back and reestablish that relationship. And this time let it be healthy and have as much resources as you can because the number of sentient beings that you need to help. Let me see this. I think there's more than I can count, I think. <laughs> so you need a lot of resources to be able to provide to them. And of course, the aim is not to provide them so that they can be <coughs> materially happy. 
the aim is to ultimately take them to the true happiness, the true sense of not needing. But in order to get there, if they are starving, if they're completely lacking and their mind is can only focus on the fact that they are completely lacking, completely starving, you can't just teach them high sugar tantra. They're not going to be able to listen. They're not going to be able to put it into practice because what's really important to them, that the only thing that they can focus on is the fact that they might not eat the next day. So you have to have food to give them. You may have to have uh, be able to give them some sense of protection. And then when you when the teaching comes, then they can listen to it they, they, because they are prepared. They don't have to be uh, distracted by other things. Okay? What am I telling you this for? What does it have to do with anything? Uh, purification on behalf of someone else. Uh, I have no idea why I said that. I spent all that time talking to you about <laughs> dysfunctional relationship with having, and it has nothing to do with uh, with that. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe I needed to hear it. <laughs> <coughs> okay. So we are going to play nicely. So what is the mantra about so we can think somebody to, to purify? What, what is the meaning of the mantra so I can think in somebody that needs? Oh, you, you know the mantra, right? You were here. Om Vajra Sattva. Oh. Um, yeah, it's that mantra. We're going back to it. Continue. It's basically invoking uh, our pure nature. Yeah. And, and making us open. Ah, maybe open to abundance. <laughs> maybe that's the connection. It's making us open to abundance. Okay. And helping that person to be able to be open to abundance. So whatever it is that is blocking them, they can be free from it. Whether it is they're in some sort of difficult situation where they cannot focus outside of that, then help them become free of that condition. Yeah. <coughs> ah. ah, here's the reason. So I wasn't crazy after all. <laughs> At least not now. Uh, sometimes when we are doing the Vajrasattva purification for ourselves, that dysfunctional way of relating with having comes in and we think, ah, this impurity I deserve, this lacking I deserve. I don't need to be outside of this. And then we mess it up. So we're not able to purify ourselves. But because of the same thing, we say, oh, it's easier. Oh, it's, it's okay if I do it for someone else. Then you do the same thing for someone else and you feel much more at ease. Okay. But whether you feel in the beginning at ease to do it for someone else, you really do it for yourself. <laughs> so when you do it for someone else, eventually you become at ease with, oh, it's nice that they are free of it. And then you become, you open yourself to become free 
of those this the, of those uh, this this fact those kind of conditions that are unpleasant. Okay, whether it is lacking in love, lacking in security, lacking in whatever. Okay. All right. So get ready. <coughs> so get the body ready. Get the mind ready. Feel everyone here making a circle. Not just one line circle, but multi lines. It's not lines, is it? What would you call it? Circle. So circles within circles within circles. And in the very center, think about that person. You feel a genuine connection with. And because of your openness to that person, you, are, you have a palpable experience of their condition of lacking. Perhaps there is something present in their life that is causing them pain. Or there is something that is needed in their life that they lack that is causing them pain. And you have a great, great passionate concern for that person's welfare, for that person's well-being. see that person in the center and we all surround all of us are surrounding this person so you're going to make something happen within you and at the same time it happens within you it's going to mirror on the person all of New York City surrounding this person. What is it that this person connected with in the beginning what are the causes what are the conditions that this person set in motion so that they are now connected to this condition and 
feel those conditions, those causes gathering within you and they are mirrored within her, within him. And strong regret comes from the power of that regret, a strong determination to turn away from continuing to relate with those kinds of causes and conditions that brings about this kind of condition. And that determination, the regret, causes those conditions which are appearing as a black, dark, the first syllable of the word lotus. It could be in English, l. It could be the, the Sanskrit, but, but. And that force of that determination causes that letter to arise through the central channel. See it mirrored exactly as the person in front of you. And as soon as it comes above your head and his or her head, it shatters into a hundred thousand pieces. Each piece becomes the petal of a white lotus, shining brilliantly. That's the symbol of the present, of the strength of the determination and the regret. And your compassion for this person, compassion for anyone who is in the same situation as this person. Feel it. And see that person also giving rise to that compassion. Then it manifests, see it, a white ah, which becomes the moon, a moon disk, or a moon seat. Interesting, the moon is white, Mars is red. Above this, think about how everything is always in flux. Everything is potential, moving into different forms. Never stop being potential. However, whatever the appearance is but a mere appearance. Underlying all of this, all appearances, is pure potential. Although things appear concrete, the very 
nature that allows for a concrete appearance is the non-concrete nature of them. So this appearance of lacking, this appearance of having conditions that are unwanted is but a potential, still connected to its fundamental nature. So it's potential to be something else, to be abundance. And that understanding manifests above the moon seat as a jewel. First as the letter syllable whom and it becomes a jewel. in honor of Mars, let it be a red jewel. And now the lotus, the moon, and the jewel are shining, radiating light throughout as far as the edge of the universe. all those who dwell in pure being delightfully are summoned and they merge with the moon the lotus and the jewel and now the images a lotus with a hundred thousand petals a seat of made that looks like a moon disk and above it sits pure being Vajrasattva it happens with you, it's mirrored in that friend of you, in front of you. And all beings are doing it, focusing on your, that person, your friend, your family, whoever, in the center. And because everyone else is focusing on your friend, do you see how it makes the image appear clearer? Like they're adding their light to your light. And that determination, that compassion, that understanding begin now to sound the mantra invoking pure being to manifest. Om Vajrasattva, Om Vajrasattva, Om Vajrasattva, Om Vajrasattva, Om Vajrasattva, Om Vajrasattva.
As the sound is being is resounding, it causes a stream of nectar to come from the heart of pure being, soaking the moon with the nectar. Then the lotus becomes inundated with the nectar. Then the nectar overfills, overflows start to make a little stream and entering the person like you make it happen in you and it immediately mirrored in your that person who is now in our center and now we recite by the sadhva together each time you recite the sound you recite go deeper into the stillness making the image clearer, more radiant, and experiencing more and more joy as you do so. And those who know the full mantra can recite the full mantra. Okay, and here, all of New York City reciting the mantra.
feel the love and compassion you have for this person, let it urge you to recite the mantra on their behalf. Recite the mantra from that perspective, from that motivation. Mm-hmm. 
get ready. We're going to do seven parts. Should I say seven out breath? So we're while reciting the out breath with the out breath, go deeper into that meditative state, feeling more clarity, more stillness, more radiance, and connect with the person. Your compassion is compelling you to recite the mantra on behalf of that person. So we're going to do the head. Focus on removing whatever of that <coughs> energy that is holding them in that condition. Remove it from the head first then from the neck to the top of the heart then the left the right arm the left arm the rest of the torso the right leg the left leg seven parts and as many times you can recite the mantra for each out breath okay. and again connect with compassion that it urge you to recite the mantra Mother's of our 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 mother's of
the joy to come into your heart, seeing this person free, free from either lacking or having that condition. And everyone around you, here, looking at that person, Rejoicing. All of New York City rejoicing. Pure being above your head, along with everything else, becomes a spark of light. Enters to the crown of your head and his or her head. Do you feel it? Entering into your spiritual heart. Feel that spark of cleanliness. The circle is now broken, everybody returns in their space, place before the circle. Bring your attention to the breath, be present in the breath. Allow that same sense of presence now in the body, from the crown to the soles of the feet. sense of presence to your immediate surroundings by attending to your senses, be aware of your sense of touch, taste, smell, hearing, seeing.
was heavy work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Alright, let's play another game. The game of going home and... <laughs> 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 and watching days go by until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.